This is where Canucks conversation lives. With our first selection, we select from Tamra Elias Peterson. For fans, by fans. Quinn Hughes, Jake Vertanen. That speed, that power, those hands. The SCT Podcast, brought to you by Four Seasons Disposal. Here are your hosts, Tanvir Rana and Nam Man. Welcome to the SCT Podcast, episode number four. You're listening to uh, SCT Show, brought to you by Four Season Disposal. I'm Nam Man, he's Tanvir Rana. This is where the Canucks conversation lives. Today what we're going to be talking about is... Elias Pedersen, some more Elias Pedersen, and how about some more Elias Pedersen? And you know what? To finish off the show, let's talk a little more Elias Pedersen. You forgot Shotgun Jake. Let's <laughs> talk Elias Pedersen, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But before we get going any further, just want to give a shout out to our producer Ryan Hall. Unfortunately, Roger Shergill cannot be here for us today, so that's why today's episode gonna be best episode ever, right? Right, Ryan? Yeah. All me, all day. Too bad for Roger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get right into the damn stat. Nam stats. So due to, to our um, turning back the clock, that's uh, coming up on Sunday. Uh, what will I want to talk about a little bit is I want to turn back the clock and 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 go back to 2017 draft class, 2017 draft year. And this is essentially where the Elias Pedersen story begun. I want to talk about the stat that I saw. I remember reading the stat. This was from done from the, the Pension Plan Puppets. Um, they had a conversation. They, they had an art, wrote an article about how uh, everybody in the 2017 draft was talking about how it was a two-horse race. Um, they said no, it's not a two-horse race. Uh, they did a statistical analysis where they said that, in, in reality, the, the franchise player here is Pedersen. And so this is essentially the stats that they had broken down. Um, they basically took the stat profile of the draft year, came up with Nico at approximately 62.6 points per 82 games at peak, uh, Nolan Patrick at approximately 57.4 uh, points per 82 games at peak, but they did say that they thought that number was a little bit lower. It would have been a little bit higher if he didn't have an injury-filled season. But here's the number that totally blew everybody out of the water if you're reading this article. Elias Pedersen was at 87.99 points per 82 games at his peak. These guys saw what I think a lot of people who watched Elias Pedersen at his draft year saw and it was just superstar potential and essentially what we've seen since this guy returned is exactly that i mean we have a legit superstar on our hands i know it's only been seven games but like this is our franchise player this is a guy who's improved at every aspect of the game i mean how many face-offs did he take last year and yet you know he's taking face-offs and he's acting playing playing exactly what you would expect out of center uh, it's been absolutely impressive watching this young man do what he's done and the funniest thing is i'm sure 
back in Sweden, those folks are probably sitting there going, yeah, this is what we've been saying all year long, last year, my awful Swedish action, but uh, I'm sure that's exactly what they, they're talking about. I mean, he was doing these things there. Yeah, I saw this article uh, last year when he was ripping up the SHL, yeah. and uh, I was just amazed at how this got, you know, how it was under how the radar. falls under the radar. Yeah, how did that fall under the radar with all, like, all the, the stuff that NHL does to, like, the, the scouting and all that, all that what stuff. What we talk about, you know, like, 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 scouting right now is something, like, it's incredible. It is, it's incredible. It's, yeah. I mean, there's so many people are on top of things. We have so many amateur scouts yeah. that are also, you know, making headways. And yet, the consensus, for the most part, in most places was that Pedersen, like, I, I believe Bob McKenzie, his consensus, which is a very respected consensus, yeah, had him at seventh. Very. Yeah, you know, and so um, there were people. I believe it was ISS had him ranked twentieth. Mm-hmm. In fact, Corey Pronman had him ranked ninth. Yeah, Corey Pronman. This yeah. <laughs> this season, before the season even this, began, yeah, he had him ranked ninth. He absolutely yeah, had him ranked that's... ninth ahead of guy like Robert. He was buying Robert Thomas. Yeah, I know. Right. That... I even, was a good I prospect, tweeted Corey Pronman after the game to say like, I want a full on apology. He should come on to article he full on, on apology to Elias Pedersen. Yeah, he should. He's come on the podcast. I want and him apologize. to come on the podcast because I feel like he almost he only did that uh, ranking to just you know piss off Canucks fans almost. No, it was bizarre. Like, it was, I think it was, it was like, like this weird like it just clicks. You know? Yeah, it was it was weird because like he's never really. Um, been big on Pedersen, but then, and, and I know that a lot of Canucks fans. You don't see improvements though. What he did in the SHL, like when he's got like, ignored. Yeah, he's come still, on, you just gonna disrespect the kid like that? Um, he just man, for a guy put some respect scouts. on his name, Corey Prawn, fucker. <laughs> 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 like honestly, like, like yeah, come on. I mean, it was it, it's mind boggling. Um, but it was almost like he he's just never really seen it, and he he doubled down. On the fact that you know, okay, no, I don't think this kid's gonna be able. His skate, to do, he said his skating his sucks. Skating sucks. Well, he said he was his not skating win the looks puck completely fine to me right now. And what about those puck battles too? He's, uh, he's coming well, out of the puck. He wins those puck of, battles pretty a easily. A lot, right? For and he's size. so slick, so smooth, and he's just so smart. He thinks the game at a different level. Oh my god! Like people are saying that uh, he's too small and he's not strong enough, and you see him go up I'm against Ryan Suter, yeah. and he's just winning these battles, like these like intercepting battles. his pass. And then there was people. Uh, Ray Ferraro was talking about. I love Ray Ferraro. I think he's, uh, I think he's one of the best, uh, you know, insiders or whatever analysts, hockey analysts analyst in, hockey analyst, in, in yeah. hockey. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about how it's going to get tougher for Pedersen when he starts playing against these uh, top pair defensemen. He was playing with Besser last night, so yeah. was he not already getting the toughest matchup? Because yeah. aren't the teams matching up against Besser, or are they matching up against Horvat? Hey, I think they're matching up against Besser from what Besser did last year. And guess what? Elias Pedersen on that line last night. And I, I saw him play against Ryan Suter almost all night last night, yeah. and he dominated. He, did. he dominated that if you're game. You're Chicago. You're putting Taves and and, and, and Keith on Pedersen tomorrow, right? Because uh-huh. you're sitting Taves there going got late. nothing on Pedersen. I'll tell you right now, he got nothing on Pedersen. Sh- shots fired there, yeah, exactly. But I do have a theory about the draft and how sometimes players like this. And, and I, I mean, I do, I do feel like almost every year, players like there's always at least one guy in the first round that goes a lot lower than than he, where he should have gone, and we're always looking at each other going, "What the hell happened here?" Yeah. But I feel like Pedersen, the one thing from his draft class, but other than the, yeah, I know there's certain people that question the size, but it was a World Junior tournament. 
he in that World Junior Championships put up one point, and he had a lot of chances. He was a little snake bit, but he had, I believe he had one point in he seven games. Do, yeah, and so a tournament like that, which I mean, I, I I like the World Junior Championship. It's kind of like you know like a Christmassy tournament. It's it. like a you know it's it's a fun tournament to watch. I, I love it because you know the entire country you know jumps on Team Canada, and and it's it's just it's fun to watch and it's enjoyable. But my God, does it overrate prospects? Oh, yeah. There were, I mean, we've seen so many prospects that have thrived at the World Junior. Do you know who's overrated because of that tournament? Jonathan Tate. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! I think Jonathan yeah. is a great hockey player, right? But yeah. I feel like on the TSN top one hundred, like do you know how they did like yeah. this top one hundred? Yeah, was it a TSN yeah. thing? Was it a sports yeah. thing? Yeah. I don't even know they, what it they was. They give a, they give him a the, lot of credit. The Eastern like, media, the especially in Toronto, stuff, they yeah. love Jonathan Tays because they of that do. World Junior tournament where he scored those shootout goals. It, yeah. Incredible! Yeah. He's incredible in the shootout that time. He's a good player. He's a clutch player. But top one hundred, leaving out Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. Leaving out a guy like Daniel, and I could have named a lot more players yeah, that Malcolm. should have been My on God. that list. What we just Over saw to this Jonathan last week, fucking Taze, great yeah. player, not top one hundred. Yeah, Malcolm, what, I mean, what we saw this last week from Malcolm yeah. was overrated. So There's a lot of right? people that overrate players, yeah, and like, yeah. like, uh, the, dude, like you're talking about the draft, right? Yeah. There's some players that go ahead of other players because. I think, I, that, think I think there is a little bit of a bias for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a little bit of a, a perhaps even a um, Canadian bias, and maybe part of that is because you know CHL, it's a big developmental league, um, you know. And I think what happens is that again, you you see a, a, a division like this, um, you know, Swedish. Um, well, Nikki Fischer went one, so but he wasn't. Yeah, but the he CHL. was a CHL. He was CHL. So right. So yeah, was, didn't Elias so Freeman say that if, if Pedersen went to the CHL, he might have been? I wouldn't be drafted. surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because he played in the Tier Two Men's League there. Honestly, I ain't complaining. And he did. He did. Hey, we did. We did. No, I'll tell you for for Canucks fans out there. We've had horrible luck when it comes to the lot, the lottery, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we just we get our hopes all excited and up there because we've had a shitty year, and then it just it's a crushing defeat. I still remember 2017 at that lottery. I wasn't really caring too much about winning that lottery as much as I was. Week draft, right? It was a week draft, exactly. I, I was talking about somebody, uh, talking to someone on the TSN, yeah. some producer. He's like, it doesn't matter if you get first overall. There's no elite talent in this draft. Blah blah. This is that. That's what they were saying, and I think again, I think perhaps. Part of it was because the elite talent was sitting in Sweden, yeah. which was getting ignored, yeah. right? Well, for the most part. Yeah. And I remember when we lost that, you know, it's still, it's it one of those things where it still sucks, right? Because you're sitting there going, I had a horrible year. We finished second last. Yeah. And yet now we're going to be drafting fifth overall. It's a shitty feeling. But it's the I'll best tell thing you, that's ever happened to this fucking franchise. Arguably speaking, the best thing that has <laughs> happened to this franchise. No doubt about it. Because... It gave us times. the opportunity. Yeah. It gave us the opportunity to, to drop low enough where we're not tempted by any of the top four guys. And hey, the top four guys, like like even those other two defensemen that went, um, you know, Mira Heiskanen and Cal McCarr, great um, players, solid prospects, solid prospects. But we got lucky. Mm-hmm. We got lucky that you know those were those guys were taken off the board. Oh yeah, and and these Very you know lucky. and and Benning and company. You know, I know they had a lot of debate. I believe. The debate was, you know, beside taking either Glass or taking Pedersen, and they made the right call, obviously, right? And so we got fortunate, very, very lucky. We we may not win the lottery, but we got lucky that we made the right selection. We got lucky that uh, he had a, a bad a bad tournament. He wasn't playing in the yeah, CHL. Exactly. He, a, a player this 
you know, with this type of statistical profile, as you see that with these pension plan puppets, their model had Pedersen producing 88 points significantly higher than anything that Nico or Patrick or Nolan Patrick were mm. producing yet it flew under the radar because yeah. he played in the second tier league in Sweden mm-hmm. you know so we got fortunate with that and on top of that I also think that we got fortunate with the Hughes draft not just that but who did you have and who did you want at five in 2017 like who was your like for like, me who would you was, want at all like you know there were three picks there was Casey Middlestaff there was Cody Glass yeah. And I, I had and, and, and Pedersen. Yeah, I, those, those were those the three, three guys that, that, that yeah. I I was thinking about. Um, so they're the all most, centers, right? They were they were all centers. The one thing though, I would say I had my hope was Pedersen or Middlestat, and the reason was because those guys had a higher potential ceil- higher ceiling. And from my perspective, I look. I remember you know looking back at this at, at our organization and our, our prospect depth chart a couple years ago and thinking to myself my God, we don't have any studs. Let's just swing for the fence. Like I know in 2016, you know, when we picked Olevi, I know some people were very high on him. But by the way, there's a guy whose value went through the roof because of an amazing world World junior. He was lights out. But not just a good world junior. He had a great Memorial Cup. He had a great Memorial Cup. But his teams were really good. His teams were really good. Yeah. They were stacked. I mean, that that was arguably speaking Finland's like greatest but world junior. He team was that the they best had. defenseman on both teams, and he he was he a good defenseman. He was win. a lot of the comparisons though were like his NHL game translates to like a Dan Hamuse type of game, which is solid. But at number five, I think you're kind of hoping for that home run, right? So having been a little disappointed that we didn't, you know, swing for the fences 2016, I was really hoping we'd swing for the fence. And if, okay, and who if did you bust, have? Like, who, I'll, I'll tell you who I had, but who did you have? Honestly, it was either either Pedersen or, or Middlestat. Any one of those who two. Who did that rank one? Who was ranked one? Yeah, like who would you like? Who was your who was your guy? Like who did you want? That was that was a draft. Honestly, I, I didn't have any I, like 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 it was. It's not like the 2015, 16, 18 draft, which was I agree. an obvious but one. If, uh, like you know, for me, though. it was just like swing for the fences. Um, I was when we picked Pedersen, I was. Very, very happy with Pedersen just because I, I was had too. read all these statistical profiles and I said, hey, you know what? We're swinging for the fences. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And if he busts, he busts. I'm totally okay with it. I'm willing to gamble because I think we got a gem here. Yeah. And and now, did I expect him to be at this level? No Nobody chance. Nobody I didn't see this. No chance. Like, this is a guy who, arguably speaking, is a franchise elite talent. You know, when you go around Canada, you're going to want to see this guy play. Well, you're going to want to see this guy play. No. Toronto has Matthews, right? Yeah. Edmonton has McDavid, you know, um, you know, the Sen uh, uh, sorry, the the um Oilers um, you know, they have McDavid, the the Flames have Gaudreau, yeah. right? Um, the Jets have Line. A. Yeah. We've got our stud. We've got our shiny toy. Right, they've got theirs. We've got ours now. Yeah, we have and ours. how cool is that? How awesome is that? You know what? Yeah. After a miserable, miserable few years, this is this is awesome. Right? Yeah. Enjoy this, man. And to every Canucks fan out there, this is going to be a fun fifteen years. Enjoy it. Um, you know, he's 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 going to put up you know stupid numbers. God forbid anything happens injury wise, but he's going to put up you know really stupid numbers. And and this is great. You know, yeah. after. 
suffering as long as we have mm-hmm. and after putting up with all of you know the shitty games and all the losses mm-hmm. um you know you start to see that franchise player that we can build around and that's great and, and guess what as excited as we are now there's there's another really good one coming mm-hmm. next oh, year yeah, in Hughes. Sure. yeah i had uh like, I'm not gonna lie. I had Cody Glass at one. He was my guy that I wanted. To, I thought the Canucks were gonna take him. There I thought they were hype. gonna take him. There was hype around yeah. him in the draft, and I was like getting prepared to, you know, Cody hype Glass, up Cody Glass as the I next. Got, I, when I read his his profile, yeah. there were certain people that said that they weren't sure if he was gonna be a number one. They thought, you know, Maybe probably more like a, a top six guy, well, they compa- a Bo Horvat yeah, type they of guy. They compared him to Ryan Johansson, and like that was the year Nationals was a, in the yeah. in the finals. So yeah. I was just like. If you could, like, they're comparing the number to yeah. WHL numbers to Ryan Johansson. And I still think Cody Glass type. is a very, very gonna be solid, a good, be prospect, solid prospect, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I completely agree. I, and, I'm sure if we had drafted Cody yeah. Glass, we would have been happy with it. Happy, but, but we see a guy like this guy rip up the We would have cried yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. For sure, for sure. we would have cried. I mean, like, if we if we cried in 2014, yeah. I know, you know, as much as you like, you love your shotgun. <laughs> look, we passed on Ehlers and we passed Nylander. on Ehlers uh, and, and Nylander, sorry. Um, I'm sure if we had passed on Pedersen, oh my! For, for me, God, though, like I hate dwelling bad. in the past. That's why I love shotgun yeah. because, like, we've passed on Nylander, we passed on Ehlers, and I'm Done sick now, and tired man. of bitching about that shit, man. Like, support the guy you have, and that Jake Vertanen is going to be a good NHL player. Like, he's not going to be the player that you hoped he was when we drafted him. Like, even I'm come yeah. to you know like, the realization of who the realization he was that yeah exactly accepting but, who he is yeah but yeah. I still think. That supporting him would be good. Like we're supporting with a shotgun, Jake, and I guarantee you he loves that shit. He well, loves sure. it, and it's good. It's good, you know, right? good for their confidence too. Yeah, exactly. Like I've heard, you know, the same thing with like Olevi. I've heard uh, confidence can be an issue with this guy. He's been playing really good, in the but he's been, right he's now. been doing really well. And keep giving him that positive yeah. feedback. I, again, the the most exciting thing is that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think we can finally start yeah. to see it now. Well, when right. uh, when uh, Pedersen uh, before the draft, I actually I like to, uh, I direct messaged uh, a guy that I go at a lot on Twitter, right? Yeah. And uh, like I I like to get his opinions because if he's wrong, I could just bash him. Yeah. But if he's right, I gotta give him some props, right? Absolutely, respect, and, uh, respect that. And he 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 was right about Elias Pedersen. His name is Todd. I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to this podcast know who who he is, right? Todd gets yeah, his yeah. first hit on this. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't get some props from me. He's, I asked him like, yeah. if it was your pick, who are you taking? He said Elias Pedersen. Yeah. Like he knew it. Like he he was like I, everything I've read from scouts from Sweden, yeah. uh, every article he's read and everything. He said Elias Pedersen's was the highest upset. Yeah. You have to go with the guy with the high upset. And I asked him again this year, before the draft, who are you going to take? Who was his pick? And he said Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. So, it, like, as much as I like bashing this there. guy because yeah. his terrible takes on Vertanen, yeah. right? But uh, he knows his hockey a little bit. You know, just a, like, just a tad? Huh? Just, just a tad. Just a tad. And yeah. uh, I, gave I gave him some props for that. He's been, he's on, he's been on the money with Pedersen and... And maybe he's on the money with Hughes. I think he will be on the money I, with I Hughes. I think, you know, I think we should all be excited about Hughes. I think it's going to be so, 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 so fun to watch these guys mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Um, you know, you you really start to see a little bit of a that elite core starting to form. And it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to think about that, okay, you know, the pieces there. We can start thinking and even dreaming about playoffs rather I, I, than... I don't dream about the playoffs, bro. Yeah. I don't dream about the cup. That's what I dream hey, about. I was actually, that's, that's I swear to God, before I went to bed last night, I was envisioning 
That's Bo true. Horvat lifted that cup. And Whoa. Elias Pettersson. It's, gonna, hey, it's Pettersson who's going to lift no, that no. cup. So Bo Horvat lifted the cup. And, 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 and the thought came to my mind, is Pettersson going to be able to lift that cup? <laughs> He's yeah, so well, you know what? I'll tell you one <laughs> I'm thing. I'm just joking. I'll tell you one thing about Pedersen being skinny. <laughs> I mean, who was gushing about Pedersen last night? One Brian of Burke. Brian Burke. Yeah. Berkey, right? Like, yeah. that tells you almost everything that you want to know. I mean, here's, you know, Berkey, old school type of guy. Yeah. And Ooh. even he was gushing about Pedersen, oh, yeah. right? Like, I mean, he's he's, he's going to be incredible. And, like, I almost feel like... We're just, you know, keep talking about how good this kid is. And, like, I love talking about how good he is. I love talking about it, too. I love it, too. It's almost disbelief. Yeah, like... Right? Like, because like Canuck. Canucks... We're Canucks fans, right? Like, I mean, like, we get laughed at because we don't even, you know... we Like, the Oilers won, like, four draft lotteries. And they're kind of like, okay, yeah, we win lotteries. That's our thing. We're the Canucks. We lose everything, right? Like, right. that's literally what we've done. And yet, here's this serious, real glimmer of hope. And, so, and it's not the only piece. Like... If, Hughes is really good. He's doing. I mean, he's doing great he's a things. Point of game, and I think he's over a point of game slightly over now because he had yeah. a three point game over the weekend, yeah, and he's 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 looking good and he's progressing well. I mean, look as much as I know, we talked about the World Junior Tournament being this sort of overhype from a prospects perspective. I get all that, but. Yo, I'm looking forward to watching Hughes play. I'm <laughs> oh. looking forward to watching Jack Hughes play. I'm looking forward to watching Jet Wu if he's going to be on the team. Play. I hope I'm Jack looking Wu's forward on the to team. watching Michael, Michael Dupre should, play. Should be on he the will team. be on the team. I'm looking forward to be, watching yeah. a lot of these kids. And it's going to be fun. And yeah. again, I know, like again, the lesson to be learned here is when it when it comes to making those draft lists, forget about it. Don't sit there and be judging based on what a prospect does in a tournament. I mean, this is yeah. what a week or two week long tournament. I mean, that doesn't define mm-hmm. what they're doing throughout the year. Have fun, enjoy it. You know, let's enjoy and 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 you know, hopefully, you know, Team Canada can mm-hmm. you know pull out the win. That would be awesome. Yeah. But uh, you know, from from a pers- from a prospects point of view, and I think this happens a lot. I think that we tend to definitely have uh, get a little too excited over, over you know this couple week tournament that happens, and and prospects end up getting overrated and underrated. And then the other thing that I, I, I've seen what hap- often happens at prospects, for prospects as well, is that come, um, you know, oftentimes the scouts tend to want to favor a little bit more of a safer player. If they feel like there's a prospect who has a top four potential or a top six potential, top four defenseman, top six forward, those guys tend to get ranked a little bit higher and i think again i think it's just you know prospects not wanting to completely swing and miss but you know what it it's it's high end elite talent that is going to carry you to championships and you you got to swing for those fences you know if you're not especially if you're not drafting one you got to swing for those fences oh, yeah. and hope you hit so what's going to happen with the team now cuz petterson just I, i'm telling you right now the one two punch of petterson and horvat is better than a lot of teams in the league. And, like, yeah, we don't have the defense. Not yet. But guess who's playing really well right now? Ben Hutton. Ben, ben Hutton looks really, really good. And I'm going to give him some props because that was one of yeah, those guys yeah, that, you know, that bashed him uh, last year. And even bashed him a little bit in the preseason because there was a yeah. couple of times where he didn't look off this preseason, right? But, like, yeah. again, Ben Hutton has come in. And he has looked incredible. He's been playing. He played two more minutes than uh, Ryan Suter last night. And the game before that, he played over 20. Uh, not the, I think the game before that, I don't know. He's been playing over 25 minutes almost every game now. And, like, he has looked he's like looked a good. top four defenseman. For a guy who was borderline 
yeah. on the verge of being out. You know, well, his like, first was, year was good. Yeah, right. He, was, then, he had potential. He looked good, right? Yeah, and then he, and then he just kind of disappeared. Well, like, well, what, that's what happens when you go from chips and crackers to carrots and fruit, right? Because that's yeah. what he was talking about, right? Yeah. Like honestly, like, we, like, like I'm not a professional athlete. Yeah. I don't eat like a professional athlete. But us. at the end of the day, when you yeah. When you, when you're like a professional athlete and you're playing at a high level like these guys, they have to watch what they're eating, and yeah. that's what Ben Hutton did. He didn't just train; he changed his complete fucking diet, and he looks Running like club. dude. He looks like a legit top four defenseman that I could get excited about again. Because I remember I, I want this kid to do well, man. Yeah. And watching his smile is like one of the like one of the his best. personality is right, like very contagious. Hands down, the best right? personality on the team. Yeah. And like yeah. I'm not, like maybe him and EP are like I don't know, I don't know. Like, EP has got a good personality too, but I would say Ben Hunt just from yeah. his, I, I, I he smiles way more. Like EP, the one thing that I find really <laughs> funny cocky. is you know <laughs> so when he came back, you know he's talking about how Besser and uh, and, and Goldie are going to be on that line, and the, and the joke yeah, that he had, you know, very like straight faced. Good defensive line. Yeah, no, yeah, no. And I mean, it's just like, man, this guy's like sense of I humor. I laughed so hard right? when he said that. And then sense of kidding. humor is just absolutely amazing. Oh, awesome, yeah. You know, again, I mean, when we're talking about like leadership and, and, you know, one of the things that like I really appreciated was, you know, after the game on, uh, on you know, over the, the, the weekend, uh, he took some ownership, uh, Pedersen did. Mm-hmm. You know, he said that, hey, I if I had buried some of my chances in the first period, you know, the outcome would have been different. Mm-hmm. I think that takes guts. You know, here's a 19-year-old kid, and he's already sitting there I'll saying, tell you right now, it's on me to carry he's got this that, offensive load. He's got that, uh, like, I want to, like, win mentality where he's just, like, you know Natural-born like, leader, like, man. Nat- not just that. Like, he's just, like, he puts more pressure on himself than, than he does around... The people around him, like he doesn't blame, he doesn't play the blame game around. Like, there's always these guys that you know they'll be like, "Oh, like, fuck," you know, like inside their yeah. head, they're just like, "It's not my fault, right? Yeah. It's not my fault. It's their fault. I'm, I'm the best he, player on the fucking team." Blah blah this that, right? He's just like, if I can't help my team, we ain't gonna win. He's absolutely. just that. Uh, how awesome is that? Though? That's right. That's I love that, that. I mean, that's crazy leadership to me, right? Yeah, no, he's like, it's sort of saying, like that McDavid that, mentality, you know. Like, I'm he, not saying he's Mc. No, another no. level. He's another level, but you know what? This guy might be only one level below. If like, I, I think it's legitimately possible. You think he's Austin Matthews level? I think it's I think legitimately. He can be. Legitimately, we can, can have be. that conversation. Yeah, we can. And I don't think it's a crazy conversation to have. It's not. Right? And and that's, that's like I said, that's I one love of the best things, that. right? I love like, it. how awesome is that, that we've got a guy that we can legitimately say, you know what? He may not be the best player in the game, but... It's safe to say that he's going to be in a conversation for yeah. top ten player, yeah. if not top five. Yeah. Well, let's move on from Elias Pettersson and give some Ben Hutton some props because I feel like every time we talk about a player, we go back to Elias Pettersson. Right? We might <laughs> as well rename good, the show the yeah. you know the EP show. The EP show, exactly. <laughs> By the way, you are listening to the SC SCT show, the EP show. I like the EP show. It's so much easier to say yeah, than the is. SCT show. Yeah. But uh, you are listening to SCT Show, brought to you by Four Season Disposal. I'm Nam. He's Tanbeer. This is where Connects Conversation lives. One last EP point that I did want to mention. For sure, for sure. Because I know we talked about this a little bit last last week, and and it, it's something that you have a lot of appreciation for, definitely more so than I do, and that's blocking shots. Yeah. Pedersen was blocking shots. What do you think about that? Um, it depends. Like again, this there's players that have that role of blocking shots, right? I'm not saying yeah. everybody. Needs do you want to see? Do you want to see Pedersen blocking shots? Honestly, I don't. 
But if he's going to do it in a game that's really important, yeah. I will take that. Like, if it's a game game three and it's like, you know, like a playoffs. Game, yeah, playoffs. Big whatever. game. A playoff game, I would last I want minute, everybody blocking shots last in playoffs. Minute, I, want yeah. a, I want every player, you know. But what about game seven? Not really. Season. As long as he doesn't get hurt, I don't care. But I don't want him blocking shots. But again, those he did block, look kind of awkward. In the other, those the other block shots were from like in front of the net, where the shots are coming from a long distance, so they don't yeah. hurt as much. But the one where he scored the goal, that could have hurt. He did. I know. It could have. It could have. It could have. Yeah. It could have hurt him. Right. And luckily, I think it hit a stick, sort of a I little bit. So. Yeah. It hit a stick a little bit, and then yeah. Pastor found him. But again, like, yeah, that, I don't want him blocking shots, but. Ideally not. Yeah. You know, again, you know, I guess it depends on you know key yeah. situations. But again, he does that kind of stuff because he wants to win. He wants to win, and that's so what I love bad. about this fucking kid, man. So you know, we're talking about, and again, I know you know before the season started, everybody seemed to think captain is going to be Horvat, and it seemed like it was a done deal. But I swear to you, it seems like that door. That door just slightly open. opened in game one, right? It's halfway open in my and, opinion. And it's just... It's halfway open. It has been a, just a 50, 50. starting to open more and more. And yeah. Tanvir's got it at halfway. And I, I think legitimately speaking... Like, I've shat on Benning for a lot of decisions. <laughs> I have Me too. not respected... Uh, well, I respect what he's done, but I haven't really agreed with... A lot of the decisions they made, but one decision that I absolutely appreciate and agreed with was this decision to hold off on the captaincy because I did feel like, look, we've got some new blood coming. Let's at least give them a chance to fit into the locker room and then let the locker room at that point decide who's going to be the leader of this new core. And I mean, as much as we're talking about Hugh uh, Pedersen being, you know, a great you know, looking like he's going to be a great leader. And we already know that Horvat's got that skill set to be a really good leader. But one of the guys who's coming down the pipeline, Hughes, Hughes, you know, he, like, I've Hughes seen enough in not going to be the He's cap- not going to be captain. He's not going to be captain. But I'm, tell- I'm telling you right now, I'm telling it's you right two now. two-man race. Let's be honest. It's a I think race. I think it's a one man race. I think is I think it should be Pedersen. Wow. But the uh, disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect, disrespect to Honcho. Honcho. This guy. Oh my god. No, Ooh. I'm t- I'm sorry, man. I, I, it's uh, not. I don't think it's a disrespect to Horvat. I just I just I just you think know, Tim that res- would be really mad at you right now. You know what? Tim it's not. It's not angry. a disrespect to Horvat. I think. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think it's just more about Pedersen than it is anything else. I'm sorry, man. I like, like, I've seen enough in his seven games here. Like everything we've spoken about today. Like to me, that's just like, good God, he is just naturally born. He's gonna keep, he's gonna lead this team whether he put a C on his sweater or not. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy that's gonna carry this team. Now with Hughes, I don't think Hughes is gonna you know I don't think he's gonna be captain. But I'm telling you right now, I think there's a little bit of an underrated leadership aspect, and I wouldn't be surprised to one day see Hughes with an A on his jersey. Hey, I think he's got some leadership skills as well. Now with that being You're said. Wrong. With that being said, I'll, um, I'll 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 be on the record that what I wanted more than anything else was the Canucks to uh, who are hosting the draft this year to get the first overall pick, and they go up. Quinn Hughes announces yeah. with the first overall pick. That's not, happening. Next draft, <laughs> That's not Jack happening. Jack Hughes, and I wanted to have the C on the jersey as they were going up to give it oh, to gonna, give it to Jack. Jack That's what I wanted. Pass. But you know, at this point in time, I think I'll take back that request. 
and I'll I'll say EP I'm will be a better EP. player than Jack Hughes. Yeah. Remember EP will that. be a better player than Jack Hughes? Yeah. Remember I said that. You know what? I uh I, I, I look, I, I don't wanna sit there and completely disagree with that. I, I think that I think they're both fantastic prospects. Um and honestly, at this point, it's and if it's we really have both, I'm happy. But it's tough to, they're, t- they're, they're both just would we're not going to get them though. Like people, like I'm sorry, like I'm sorry to break you know, break your heart and everything. But like at the end of the day, we are not going to get Jack. I I understand. I know, and and I know. You know, we've been you know having this conversation. We we're not going to get Jack Hughes, and 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 that's fine. Better. Hey, it's a lot better now that we've seen. What Pedersen can do, and I'm and telling you right now, the realize. Canucks have a solid one-two punch. And Horvat, I mean Pedersen and Horvat. I can't believe yeah. Horvat first. It was Pedersen, Pedersen and Horvat. Definitely. Where's the <laughs> respect? Exactly. Pedersen and Horvat, and I'm telling you right now, that's not going to lead to a first overall pick. I, I know the d- defense I, is trash, but again, Ben Hutton has come in and he's played like a top four defenseman over the last few games. And I know, I know, let's, but he's let's no, give he's it like been, let's he's give been it at doing least. it all season long. He's been consistent all season long so far, okay. man. Give it. He give hasn't it had a bad least, game. Give it at least another dozen games. Okay, I know, but he hasn't had a bad game in my opinion. And Troy Stetch has He's five points. He has yeah. quietly put up points on the back end yeah. without Edler and Tanov. I know it's only been a few games. They've lost a few games yeah. without him too. But when they, if they can survive, this is going to be fun. Okay, if they can survive the Edler and Tanov injuries, injuries for like, like I don't know, maybe like a couple well, go five hundred. Ed, Ed, Edler go is out for the next three to six weeks. Okay, I know. If they could go five hundred without Tanov, yeah, and maybe Berchi, like I don't even know what he's. Playing or not? I, honestly, like I don't even like. It's a concussion. It's I know he's got concussion. Weird, I know, you but, know, tough to tough to say. I know, but like, if they could go five hundred without Tanev, and they could get like, I really think that they're not going to be that a team that's going to be finishing bottom five right now. I mean, like, the just injuries, the way they're playing, and they're starting to pile speed. up. Right, and so now we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see, right? With because EP and Horvat, it is not. Ha- they're they are another. They, I'm, okay, name me. Okay, other than Edmonton. And obviously Pittsburgh and Washington, all these elite teams, right? Name me a team like that missed the playoffs has, last year that had a better one-two punch than Vancouver. A team that missed the playoffs last year, uh, just on the cusp. You know what? You can you can make an argument. Buffalo, Who? Jack Eichel, and Casey Middlestat up the no. middle. No one-two. Okay, first off, I'm just saying Casey Middlestat it has looked terrible so far. Are we talking about like right now? Are we talking, I'm talking like about right now? Or, the dis- this guy's disrespect for Horvat is a no- you, you, you're telling that me guy is. you're telling me Casey Middlestat is a better player than Bo Horvat right now? Uh no no I'm, I'm I thought we we're talking like long term no I'm talking about right, right now. now and I'm, I'm Bo Horvat's gonna get better non, too non playoff teams he's gonna get better out of non he's Ryan teams. Kessler without the locker room issues uh, okay and he's a better player no, no, I, I he's a better playmaker yeah. than Ryan Kessler. Bo Horvat? Yeah. I think we should trade Bo Horvat for a defenseman. No. Dude. I, th- I, th- I would rather... Okay, I'll tell you right now. If we had an opportunity, and I'm just going to give a hypothetical scenario name out there, okay? If for whatever reason a guy like Seth Jones was He's on the market... just got traded. I know, but I'm just okay. giving you an example. If a guy like Seth Jones was on the market, for whatever reason, would you trade Horvat for Seth Jones? If he was on the market? Yeah, if Seth Jones is on the market... Columbus is like, we'll do but it. But we don't have a second line center. Would you do it? Don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hey, they, those are those are the kind of you know gutsy, ballsy decisions that first you off, gotta make. 
first off, that's unrealistic. Ryan, what about you? What are your thoughts? Raymond Ballard in a second. <laughs> Raymond Ballard in a second. Honestly, though, yeah. you look you, like Bo Horvat's our second line center right now, right? Yeah. Unless we get Jack Hughes, which is not going to happen. Like, hey, but there's there's other good centers. Like, honestly, I looked on at the our list. Team? No, no, no. I mean, from in the, the, in, in the 2019 draft. Okay, in the 20, 2019 draft, there's okay. about five solid centers. But there are some solid defensemen and solid wingers. There's some do- solid. Oh, forget wingers, man. We got enough of that shit. I would build a team <laughs> around <laughs> Pedersen and Horvat. I think you got you yeah. have a solid one-two punch there. You don't fuck up that up. Hey, I would be opposed to trading Besser before Horvat. I would trade. And I know people are going to. No, 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 no. I would go Besser before Horvat. That's any bad. Day. Are you kidding me? Any no day. way. Dude, we need. I those, got the best over Horvat. We need that elite scoring winger and, and hopefully, fingers crossed. Two goals, Besser. Besser. Hey, fingers crossed. Besser is going to turn into that 40, 50 goal score for He's us. He's not going to get 50. I would. If, if, if Bo Horvat. If Bo Horvat. For Seth Jones type of deal was on the table, I would do it in a heartbeat, and I'd worry about my second line center situation. I would do best for Seth Jones. I would do better for Wierenski. Best. Okay, then who's gonna be your top line winger? Huh? Who's gonna be your winger? Shotgun Jake. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I just fuck with you. But honestly, shotgun. <laughs> shotgun. You know Jake, who's got a, like a you career know, high points like, of like what is it? What, what's his career high points? Jake's like 13? 20. 20? He had 20 last year. Yeah, 20. That's his career. So you're going to put a 20 point. No, I'm okay. just, I was joking. Okay. <laughs> but honestly, though, um, like, yeah. uh, let, let's say they don't get Jack Hughes, but there's some good wingers in this draft. Like, uh, the Kako kid, man. That Ka- Kako, Kako kid. apparently is going to play some center this year as well. Also, yeah. if you do finish even in the bottom, like, you're not in the top three, but you're in the bottom, whatever, like, in the lottery, whatever. Yeah. You could, like, Carolina went from finishing, yeah, you can like, really close to the playoff it. spot. Yeah. To getting second overall, so yeah, you don't know. Like, the good thing about I it think is the better three. chance for the Canucks to get a top three pick, being in the bottom, uh, like no, being that, that's not not better chance. That's not. I know better chance. Lottery, I'm just saying that's not how all it's lottery odds work. Luck. It's Canucks luck, okay? Okay, factoring Canucks luck. Yeah, in. Canucks luck. They're factoring not going to get a top in. three pick, like picking being a bottom three team, but they're going to get a top three pick, being a team that finishes close to the playoff. That's just the kind of luck the Canucks have, in my opinion. Hey, you know what? That kind of would make sense considering <laughs> it, the fact that you could easily make the case that had yeah. they won the 2017 lottery, they would have been sitting with Nico they said the, or Patrick. Trevor, Lin- Trevor Linden said he wasn't going to take one, either one of Nico or Patrick. That's what he said? Seriously. He said, he said that on, on TSN. I story. heard that they were so Kale high on McCarr. McCarr. They loved right? Kale That's McCarr. what I heard. I think yeah. it was either Kale McCarr or Patterson. Well, that would have been interesting. I, I wonder what type of uh, upside Makar has. I but okay, looking at, you know, now, you know, Craig Button does this list. Take it for what it's worth. He's got a couple of interesting centers that are ranked in, like, the top 15. Oh one of them being Dylan Cozens. Yo, man, your hate for Bull is just, like... I'm not hating on the guy. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I wish there was some video for today's episode. You guys should see, like, Tanbeer, he's going red. He's going so upset. I'm just saying, let's... If we can move Honcho for a defenseman Cho who can play in the top two... We're not... I'm just saying Seth that Jones. That conversation is unrealistic because right now, I like what we have as a one-two punch. I agree, but I but hate I hate one, what we have. Why not just draft a defenseman? We can, yeah, because we're not going to get a top. I don't think we're going to get a top three pick. There's there, there's and a Bowen couple Byram of defensemen as well. It's going to be a heck of a defenseman, right? Boyne Byram, he's you know absolutely going to be a guy who's going to be taken in the top five, top ten. There's a couple other guys like Philip Broberg, the you know, Swedish yeah. guy. Uh, apparently, had a really good tournament. In They're summer, all left hand right? shots. 
So then you could look yeah. at doing something like this where you could trade Olevi. a left hand. Yeah, your Levy. Like a Levy. Dante Fabro. We go back to Dante Fabro. I don't think we, we're going to trade a Levy for Fabro, but I think you would probably trade a Levy for perhaps a Jacob Truba. Well, not just that, but the. Uh, yeah, uh, Tyler Myers is an option at a free agency. Tyler Myers is a free agency. So, like, again, yeah, we can fix possible. the defense without trading Horvat. So, there's no point in even talking oh, about this. Oh, come on, man. If, hey, look, if, if I'm, I'm talking about trading Horvat for like a top, Fast. top, top defenseman, I'm not talking about trading Horvat for, you know, who, what, what Adam Larson. Let's get, let's <laughs> get, let's get elite wingers first because we only have one in Besser. Let's be honest. We only have one in Besser. And we we could always draft a good defenseman. Like I'll tell you one thing: in terms of currency in the NHL, rank your currency. What is the highest currency in the NHL? Like, what would you rather have? To start? Yeah. Like, I would go defenseman. You got to build De- this defense. Defense is the number one currency. What's your number two currency? Center. Center. What's the number three currency? Um, winger. Do you go winger or goalie? Winger. Absolutely winger. Goalies are like. You can find goalies in Europe anytime, man. Really? Seriously, goalies are one of those. Who are the goalies where, that won the cup the last few years? Uh, so you got uh, okay, Brady Holpe, who is a legit. Who, by goalie. the way, I know, but he didn't even start the playoffs as the number one goalie. I know, but he's, right? he's been a legit okay. goalie for like how long? Okay, so, okay, you got, okay. So you then, got Brady you had, you had Matt Murray, who won back-to-back cups. Matt, Matt Murray, as a, as a one was as a rookie, I believe. Okay, yeah, right? Matt Murray. So is this also is what I'm talking about. Crosby, Malkin, but also Matt Murray is a legit goalie. He's a top prospect goalie. He's actually he's a legit goalie. And he was drafted in the third round. I know, but he's... I know. What I'm trying to talk to you is about goalie values. I Goalies know, are valued. Go back now. Shit. Chicago, Corey Crawford, most underrated goalie to ever put on the pass. And there was another guy who was drafted in the later rounds. Goalies are like have you, I don't know if you've noticed in the draft. Goalies well, like in the draft, never go, go winger over goal. Right? Obviously, in a draft, he, I would go. You we're talking currency, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, right? Yeah, if you're sure. talking about yeah. what currency would you rather have, yeah. you'd rather have a winger over oh, a goalie, yeah, but. Sure. The reality is, you'd way rather have a defenseman, and you would way rather have a center. So, defenseman or center, build, are way to go. I would build around right? defense, and then just go from there. But with that being said, I do think there are sometimes exceptions. So, for example, I think an elite winger is more valuable than a number two center. Yeah, we haven't that's, even got. That's but, what I would say, right? I know what you mean. So, Again, we have a solid one-two punch, and you could even say a one-two-three punch. With Godet, with Godet, and honestly, hey, Godet was part of the I, reason why I said we can trade Bull because maybe Godet can comfortably he's fill got into one those. point in seven games. He's, I he's know, got. He's, he's, I'm not he's saying he's gonna like he's gonna be 22. a third line center as old. Right? I mean, he's got some but upside again, there. I know, but again, he's looked really good defensively, and I see yeah, a lot he's more. Come, he's coming. I see along a lot really of well. defense. Like he's really good defensively, but he's his offensive really upside well. is. Again, I think you can find a second line center. A lot of his goals in college came from that one side. I think you can right? find a second line center, but I good luck trying to find a top pairing defenseman. They are they so have hard. Quinn, they have Quinn Hughes. They need two. That's only, why it's called a pair. Only Yolevi <laughs> is going to be a solid. It's defenseman. like a pair of nuts, right? You can't just and have ben one and say, "Yeah, I got nuts." Come alive, Ben. Ben Hutton is going to be your top pair defenseman. No, he could be bottom. He could be top four. But I'm talking about top pair. Right I'm not now, talking about. I'm, I'm not talking at, about three, four guys. At, okay, we could look at the Canucks defense right now, and what we could. What it, what What's we, your top pair right now? Okay. For the future. For not, the, okay, I'm going for the future. Yeah. I'm saying Give me like this next like happen. in two years. I have a feeling that Edler's going to wave. Okay. So I guarantee so you the Canucks will trade get another off. first round pick right there. Ooh. That's, I could I put money on it. I, I'll do cartwheels if we can get a. First or either they gonna get another. First I'll round drive pick. Adler to the airport myself if we can get a. First either round they round get pick. another first round pick, yeah. or 
they trade for a prospect similar to what they did with Dolan and Goldobin. Oh, like Fabro, yeah. mean? Dante Fabro? But the, did, did I hear it? really need Edler, though. Oh, man, do like some sort of three-way trade or some shit. Yeah. Let's get Fabro in yeah. here, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> Make again, that happen. So I think Edler's going to be gone, but I think okay. they're going to keep Tanev for Yolevi or... Uh, Tanev got one more year left on his contract. So what's yeah. your defense looking like in two so years? In my top pair next year... Two would, years. Let's go two years. Let's go two years? Yeah. So the top pair next year or two years from now would be Quinn Hughes, Chris yeah. Tanev. You, you're going to resign Tanev then? It could easily be Quinn. Uh, I would resign Tana and keep him with Olio Levy and then bring in Tyler Myers. Okay, so now you're top. So your top four defensemen in two years, top four Canucks defensemen. But this is without even looking at who we're going to draft. I know. I right? Know. So, like, let's say they get Bowen and Byron, it changes everything. I know, but then they know, have a in solid two decor. years, Byron becoming a defenseman, ready to play, it's, it's a, a con- okay. another conversation, right? Okay, so we have but you've Myers. Got, you got and Myers Hughes. and Hughes as your top pair. Yeah. And your second pair, you got Tanev and Olevi. Yeah, Tanev, Olevi, or you could do Tanev Hutton. <laughs> I, I actually love Ben Hutton <laughs> right now. I, like, Hutton's, I five games, Hutton. Hutton's five games. five games <laughs> no. has gotten like a five-year contract Honestly, extension. Yo, I gotta by show you this highlight that Ben. Yeah. Yo, the way I, he I'm, skated I'm with sure. the puck out this one. Oh, he looks sure. good. And then you, oh, no, okay. Let's say you put Olevi there, or you could put Tanev there, or you could put Olevi there, or you could put uh, Hutton there, right? And then your third pair is Stetcher. Or your levy or Stetcher and Tanev. And that's a solid top six. That's a top six that could skate. That's a top six that could move the puck. How much that's you a pay- top six that could produce offense. How much are you paying Myers? Huh? How much are you paying Myers? That's a question you don't, you that do Jim know. Benning needs to answer. <laughs> I don't know. But that, hey, we're, we've got you know GM Tanbirana sitting in the hot seat right now. So the question is, knowing how shitty this next year's def- uh, UFA crop is going to be. The highlight, yes, it's highlighted by a potential Carlson if he makes it. First off, you're getting rid of Edler's contract. So how much yeah. is he making? Five, five. I think it's five mil. Right. We but again, out, we buy out Louis Erickson. That's another six mil. I know, but his I his contract. Is I know, but his that contract buyout is coming. It can come, but his contract is like buyout proof, which means you can buy him out, but the cap hit's still going to be like five million dollars. So the cap will still hit. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm dead serious. That sucks. You know, hey, we'll go over his his shit ass contract next time. But let's go straight to Tan Beer's take. Yeah. It's time. Time for Tan Beer's take. So my take today is going to be on one of my favorite players on the team, the future top-line right winger for the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> just, just joking. Jake Bertani. <laughs> Shotgun Jake. He's not joking. And, uh, <laughs> honestly, though, he played 10 minutes last night. Okay. He played 10 minutes last night, All right. and he had one of the most impactful games on the Canucks last night. Like, <laughs> other than Elias Pettersson, I thought he was one of the most impactful players on the ice. He had a big hit. You remember that big hit along the the benches over there? Yeah. He had a goal. Uh, he had a couple takeaways. He only played 10 minutes of ice time. And I have a theory okay. that, uh, that's that been floating around Vancouver the last 24 hours. I feel like Travis Green wants to play him less minutes so he gets the most out of Jake. What? Wait, you, you mean <laughs> co- coaches do that to bottom six players? No. <laughs> It's not that. So, like, why I think this is because Jake Bertanen has somewhat of a 
problem uh, with his con- I don't want to. I don't want conditioning. Take, yeah. No, no. I think it has to be that because I. I, I heard Cactus lifetime, Club stopped taking him in. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like uh, they were talking about ten forty earlier, and uh, they were saying that Ray Ferraro was saying, "Why can't we see more of it consistently?" Yeah. And why is Jake Patana not playing so much? Is it because he's making more mistakes when he plays more? And that's why Travis has cut down his minutes and used him in more power play role, like in the second unit power play, right? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. I think it might be because of that. I think he needs to go on, like he needs to do what Ben Hutton did. I know he, he, he's he gone lighter and he's he's worked on it hard, but I honestly think that he's still got so much more potential to show. And if he could get that up, if he could get his conditioning up, I think you have a good 20-goal scorer there. Because he's had his chances. Even against Pittsburgh, he had a, he had a chance in front of the net like him and one on one with the goalie, and he didn't bury the twenty goal dream still lives on. He's got three goals, five points, tied for fifth on the team in points. I would have took that. What do you at think the start about the year. what do you think about Jake just developing in uh, that niche? I think Travis Green is trying to turn him into a a shutdown winger, which is fine, I guess, and I'll take that on my team. But at the end of the day, so man, at the end of the fucking day, you gotta look what he's doing. Like I, I, he's got three goals. He's got more goals than Granlin. Granlin's getting a, a shot on the top playing with Bo Horvat. With all these injuries, the Sven's second injury line. and everything, you, you can't get in line. the top six, Jake. You can't get Jake in the top six. Travis Green, please try him out with Horvat. Because I really think him and Horvat could be beast together. They could be actually like legit together. And maybe he won't be that 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 guy that plays in the top six when the team is making runs for the cup and winning cups. Hopefully. <laughs> but he could be that guy. Remember when uh, Chris Higgins was here and everybody was getting frustrated like when he was getting these top six minutes because he's not a top six. Winger. He's a guy you want on your bottom six. But because of injuries, he would get into the top six. I think that's what Jake could be. He could be that guy that plays in the bottom six on the shutdown role. But when an injury happens, because there's going to be injuries in the fucking playoffs, try him in the top six. You mean a guy like Chris Higgins? Honestly, though, who has more goals right now? Nikolai Ehlers or Jake Furtanen? Suck it! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. That was the SCT show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're brought to you by Four Season Disposal. I'm Nam. He's Tanbeer. This is where Canucks Conversation lives, and that's a wrap.